Hello, uh, all of my guys, gals, and thembies. Welcome back to Roman. When in Rome, I was gonna say Roman's world. That works. Wayne's world. Uh, you guys are all my legion, right? My legions of fans, legionnaires, right? See what I got there. Um, this is Roman, your plus size hole, coming back to you for our second episode. Um, I am so fucking excited to do this. Um, I've had some really good feedback. I've had a really great time. And I'm really happy to just keep doing this for you. Um, couple, like, you know, things I want to get out. I did want to say that any opinions and views that I express in this, please don't take them seriously. It's just my, my views. I know I'm right. I know I'm amazing. But, you know, it's just do your research. I just want to say that, right? Like, if you want to come to me about something, if you want to come give me feedback, if you want to debate, maybe, you know, I'd love to do it, but bring your sources. I'll bring my sources. Check your sources. You know what I mean? And also just don't take anything I say too seriously. Um, and then another one little thing. Um, I've, I've enjoyed, I think, all the feedback that I'm getting from you guys. One couple of things that I've gotten. Um, just want to say is I'm not ever going to share anything on this podcast um, you don't need anything, any like names or anything like, you know, any ways in which you could know someone. So if I'm telling a story and the only reason I kind of say this is because a lot of this podcast will be about like things about my life and the stories. And a lot of my friends are the hilarity that ensues, right? A part of it. Um, so I just want to make sure that all my friends and everyone knows that I'm not going to ever tell anyone's name or anything, any specifying characteristics, right? Um, but to the two people who did tell me that I could talk about them, I want to tell my aggressive bisexual lesbian girl or bisexual girlfriend, I love you, as long as the, the my my friend who makes balloon animals and loves Kelly Clarkson. Um, <laughs> you guys know who you are. <laughs> Moving right along. Um, uh, the whole point of this is for me to like share some news with you guys, right? So a couple of news points from the world, America, um, talk about my favorite city, uh, San Francisco, and then, you know, dive into some pop culture shit, right? So, oh, one thing I forgot to mention, uh, I want to do every single time, is a mood enhancer break. Do you remember last time we talked about a substance, right? So I need everybody, I'm going to give you two seconds, one, two, find your mood enhancer, okay? I don't give a shit if it's a vape, you know what I mean? If it's a... Or uh, you know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> or uh, if you do that, I mean, just do it quickly. Um, so I'm gonna give you two seconds, and then one, two, three. Everyone, do your mood enhancer. Wow, don't you feel better? I know I do. Okay, let's get into it. So let's talk about what happened this past. I mean, I was the segment is normally supposed to be this weekend, but we'll probably make it like what's happened in the last couple of weeks since this is a bi-weekly, right? Um, my roommate moved out. Um, I'm not going to say much to say that it was somewhat toxic. Um, and I, I will say that, like, I didn't know how much, like, not being comfortable at home could affect you, right? Like, I didn't know. Like, I thought I was dealing with it. I thought that, you know what I mean, that I, like, had it. But it was really interesting because now that my roommate has moved out in the, in the transition, I, like, felt so much better, and it wasn't until the toxicity, like, till the stress was gone that I really even knew the stress was the fo focusing, was hitting me, right? So, I mean, for anyone out there that's not comfortable in their home situation, baby, I'm sorry. I've been there. You know what I mean? Hopefully you're working on it. If you are not privileged enough, sometimes it's privileged, right, to get out of it. Let's just, let's just breathe, okay? We're going to do a couple breath exercises, right? So, on the count of three, right? One, two, three. They ain't no diva. Okay, we're going to do it one more time. Okay, from the count of three, we're going to breathe in. One, two, three. 
they ain't no diva, okay? <laughs> right? Don't you feel better? I know I do. So, you know, I just want to share that. Like, uh, like change is good, right? I'm move, new, move, roommates moved out. I have a great moment now. I'm looking for another one. Um, and, you know, I like to share things about my life. Um, I will say, <laughs> so for my other roommate, I know he's gotten some, some, some things. He's gotten to see some things. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to say, that, like, when my room, I work nights and then I'm out, I'm sleeping during the day. And if my roommates are not here, I walk around naked. Why? Because I work for hard for this body and this confidence. And I could not do, I was not comfortable with my body until 35. I'll tell you about that later. Can't tell you all. Maybe I'll drop that during sweeps week. Um, but I walk naked. So I was in the kitchen cooking naked and my roommate who I guess had stayed home from work or was going in late walked in <laughs> baby can I tell you that thank god I had a hoodie on because he only he didn't get the full float he didn't get the full rain you know rose bowl float he just got well I'm a grower and I am uncut so let's just say he got to see the mistletoe you know what I mean it was a lot <laughs> Anyway, um, uh, Colonizer's Day uh, was good. Um, and for that, that's for, I think the Native Americans know specifically what I'm talking about. But anyway, um, Colonizer's Day was good. I went to Friendsgiving. Um, is anyone else going to Friendsgiving because they feel forced to? Like, when you try to be alone for Thanksgiving, you start to get attacked. And <laughs> you tell people, like, I want to be alone. No, no, you're going to come to my house. And so you almost have to lie to motherfuckers. Like, babies, if someone wants to be alone for Thanksgiving, please don't harass them. Because it's better to be alone than next time, you know what I mean, being around people when you don't. But you should always think about taking someone's Thanksgiving request. I'll say that. Because for all you loners like me, you do feel good when you're around people. So, you know what I mean? I had a great time for Thanksgiving. I went to my friend's house, and I was able to stay there long enough to shit. So then when I went to the club later, I felt clean. You know, it's good. You know, you want to use some wet wipes before you go out. So... You know, fuck up their plumbing. You know what I mean? That's what I like to do. Um, yeah, I didn't have sex um, during Thanksgiving like I want to. My goal on Thanksgiving is to be able to like bend over and be like, come on, Columbus, you know what I mean? <laughs> Treat this ocean like 1492 and sail it till it's blue. Um, but one day. And that was, I'll just, I just want to pause for you guys to laugh at the joke. If you're not laughing, end this podcast now. I'm joking. I love you. We're going to take our first break. Um, either I'm going to have advertisements going on during this, or you're going to take a breath, and we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to When in Rome. Um, now we're on to, so let's say, uh, world topics. So the first thing I want to talk about is the gerontocracy. For those of you who don't know what that means, that's when uh, culture or, you know, group is run by fucking old people. And the reason I brought this one up is because if I, I've seen so many articles about, you know what I mean, like, are our presidents and are our leaders too old? Um, and it's and it's like, and, and then not only do the articles talk about how they're old, but they also kind of like try to chastise you for thinking that old people or people who are of a certain age might not be fit for a job. And I just want to say, like, fuck that, right? Like, if I think about Putin's old ass, Xi Jinping's 70-year-old, 75, Putin's 70, right? Biden's, uh, what is he, 70-something, Trump is 70. Like, I just feel like the world is being run by a bunch of old white men in, a, in like, an old folks' home playing poker. Do you know what I mean? And what I don't understand is how questioning whether our representatives should have 
uh, we should be represented by our representatives in terms of an age range is weird, right? Like, I don't, if this is supposed to be a representative democracy, why the fuck wouldn't I be ex- wanted to have someone who's, I'm 40, right? Damn, 55, you know what I mean? Like, ugh. so, I mean, it's just also like, think about like my mom, she was 75 and her, Baby, she was not <laughs> meant for, you know what I mean, at 75, she did not have the ability that I, that I would want to run, you know what I mean, like to be a powerful senator. And I'm not saying all 75-year-olds are like my mom, but honestly, can you guys think of any 75 to 80-year-old that you would want to be like, I don't know, like the head of the Senate Finance Committee, right? Like, I don't, how do, I mean, do 75 and 80-year-olds really, are all of them really that nimble in thinking, especially like the crop of 75-year-olds who grew up with people smoking in hospitals, on airplanes, and shit like that? I'm not saying... Uh, old people are painted with a bad, bad, with different brush, but I am saying that it seems like only old people are running our democracy, and that's a problem, right? A representative democracy should be some representative, and so I, I also would love to see some, you know, grizzled faces that aren't old and white that are on from the government telling me what to do, like a nice Native American grizzled face, you know what I mean? Not with one tear, that's racist, guys. Okay, two tears, that's tolerant. Um, for another one, like Diane. Feinstein, like, why did that girl lady die in office? Do you know what I mean? Everyone's talking about how we're not supposed to question Diane Feinstein's age and whether she's fit for her job, and she died in office like a royal. No, bitch, you're a senator. Okay, <laughs> retire, go write some novels, and then die slowly. You don't die in office. You know what I mean? And then we have have to have a conversation about whether old people are fit for the office and whether or not the current crop of old people are doing everything they can to keep us from realizing if they even have failing health. Like, look, Senator Mitch McConnell, a.k.a. Rain Man. Girl, if he's pausing for 30 seconds every time he's trying to kill black people with his Senate stroke, imagine what he's doing behind closed doors. Do you know what I mean? So... That's my two cents on old people. Um, I will say that I think the real problem in this country is incumbency, right? So the idea that like an incumbent is much, it's really hard to get an incumbent out of office once you become an incumbent, which means that like once you've already run for office at one, you have so many more like opportunities and much power, uh, so much power, it becomes really hard to get them out of office, which is why you see in like these uh, red states like Ohio and Texas, when they pass a law like the people, right, like about abortion, you'll read articles about how they automatically try the, the the states that are run by Republicans will automatically try to do things to defang that, um, to overturn it, and or even just pass these laws that when you read the polls for these states, the a majority of the populace don't want is because they're incumbents, right? And incumbents, like the primary process, it really doesn't allow you to get rid of them, which means they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I know. I'm amazing and brilliant. That's my two cents on gerontocracy. <laughs> well, um, uh, so I was ready, but my editor wasn't, and I was just like, "God, why is anybody ready?" I don't. What is it? Why isn't anybody ready? Yeah, I'm asking my friend Zach because I forgot that. No, that's a flub. We're gonna keep this in because I want you to know that I have people here. He's got no shirt on and he's kind of rubbing himself. So you know what I mean. <laughs> Later, babes. Um, uh, so our next topic is Ukraine. Does anybody remember Ukraine? Hello, hello, anyone out there? 
Um, Ukraine is, you know, they mean that uh, a <laughs> European state that's being invaded by Russia. Uh, and I thought it was a really good time to bring it up because I think it's a great example of how the gaze of the world can focus because no one's talking about Ukraine. Everyone's talking about Israel and Palestine, right? Um, and what's interesting is that, like, the focus of the world really does dictate how well something goes for a country, right? Um, uh, and so, like, you know what I mean? I, for example, but in, and when I read about Ukraine right now, it's, you know what I mean? It's, they're kind of stalemating, which is a word that I'm hearing, which kind of scares me. I think, does anyone else really nervous about what's going to happen, what the, the next steps are in Ukraine, when or if they're going to have negotiations? Um, I don't know. I know, but I do know that, like, you know what I mean? I did read an article that was saying it's one, it's the most mined country in the world or one of the most mined countries in the world because the Russians have put so many mines in as they've been like pushed back and left that it's going to take probably one of the biggest operations to remove mines in that country. So I'm just thinking like that's, that's, some, that's crazy, right? Um, what else? Uh, my biggest fear, I think, when I think about Ukraine is that Putin is willing to sacrifice anything um, and it kind of goes back to gerontocracy right like Xi Jinping Putin like aren't you can you guys just go play like some game that old people play you know what I mean I just feel like what's going on right now is a lot in a lot of ways because they're just they have nothing else to do and no one else to like they're playing this game of kings but what do you do when you've been in power and you have nothing else to do you just play games and you don't give a shit right like putin if putin could just start getting more botox and doing like the bare man's catalog and start taking those pictures and stop worrying about invading people like he's literally invading people because he has he's impotent you know what i mean like we know he has a small penis and that's not that small penises are bad it's how we make people with small penises feel and then they want to invade countries you know what i mean like let the man with the small penis live it's emotionally the ocean not the size of the boat you know what i mean baby if we had told putin when he was younger like baby them three inches is gonna be good for me he wouldn't be putin he'd be putin in me <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> So, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I got to say about Ukraine, right? Like, I'm, I'm interested. I think we do need to keep focus on it because, unfortunately, well, and with that, girl, let's put focus on all these, um, like, the genocides and shit like that that are actually going on that involve black people that we don't know about. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and with that, we're going to take a break. Welcome back. Oh my god, I thought of a really funny story from the last segment. So when I was like, oh, stop putting it in me. Like one time I was at a Kiki and I said that joke, uh, stop putting it in me. And this guy there, he was like, oh my god, I'm Russian. And I was like, oh my god, like stop putting it in me. You know, stop Stalin. And he was like, oh really? But you know, it's funny because Stalin killed my grandparents. And I was like, oh my god, let's do some for that because like, what else can you say? Yeah, that was funny. Um, <laughs> moving right along now, babes. We're going to go to the uh, talk about SF. And oh God, one one story or one kind of topic that I want to talk about is kind of like our... This, I see a lot of stories about needing to make local law building or um, construction laws easier in the city, right? Like we have no affordable housing. And if anyone knows, you know, the impact of that, that's really the main reason why we have so many homeless. Um, you know what I mean? Like if you look at other states, they have much less homeless because they have a lot more. Their, their rents are cheaper. People can afford it, right? So affordable housing is really what drives a lot of the homeless issues. Um, and so a lot of that, so a lot of these articles are about how 
Sam Sigel has this really convoluted fucking um, system, and it's true, right? But I guess my concern is, like, why are we still allowing, you know, like, San Francisco to control the um, housing laws when it's clear that they can't, right? These things need to be taken to either regional or state level because watching people in San Francisco and the politicians try to, like, like create laws about this is like watching an all-bottom orgy divide up the top between them. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, if you've ever seen it, the aggressive one is always the one who gets more time, right? And that, unfortunately, is the rich people. So, I mean, like, it's just, it's pretty clear local politics can't do the job. So, it's like, why don't we put it to someone else? And it looks like that's kind of happening, right? San Francisco is um, kind of in trouble with the federal government because they've been looking at it. And they have to, like, submit um, proposals. And they have 10 years to get um, a certain amount of um, housing. But I think it's not enough. Um, I would love to see some radical fucking ideas. You know a radical idea I would love to see? You can't build any fucking um, luxury housing until you get to X amount of fucking affordable housing. Do you know what I mean? Like, every building that has, I fuck 10% affordable housing. How about 80% affordable housing and 2%, you know what I mean, 20% luxury. Let's have the luxury people live with a bunch of Section 8 ghetto people. You know what I mean? And by ghetto, you know I love you, hood rats. Um, but let's have, let's do some, that, let's have that be a mixed-use motherfucking building, right? That would get and we'd also have to have it subsidized by the government because girl it's not profitable based on our current market to build affordable housing right um deeper deeper um sorry my friend's being fisted right now this is a um uh, all use household baby uh you know what i mean sex party in the living room <laughs> podcast in the bedroom <laughs> actually this podcast is being um <laughs> held inside of my hole right now we just got lighting and anything um so let me get back uh one last thing i did want to yeah so i mean when we're talking about Local politics and housing, that whole not in my backyard shit. It's just like, girl, we don't know what we're doing. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, if I see one more article, one more radical bill, girl, it's convoluted. Take give it to London Breed and these shoulder pads ain't gonna do it, right? And can I ask why every black mayor girl in America has a shoulder pad? Lori Lightfoot, that bitch has shoulder pads. Yeah, Atlanta mayor got shoulder pads, girl. Like, and then we got London Breed with these shoulder pads. Like, it's, it's like Kamala, she got shoulder pads, bitch. <laughs> My roommate, he's got shoulder pads, and with. <laughs> Um, uh, pop culture. I did want to give an update um, from my last um, podcast because we talked about Cassie and uh, P. Diddy. And I think I called it right. I think we talked about how Cassie, they, they settled the, the, the case that she brought um, a day after. But we were talking about I thought that she brought that so that to kind of like even open the floodgates. Um, and because of the last day of the Survivors Act, which, if you don't know, was this law that they passed that you can go back a certain amount of years in New York um, and get rid of the statute of limitations if you had been like molested or whatever. And so, but it was like the last day that just went through. And on the last day, two more people um, filed lawsuits against P. Diddy, right? One P. One for P. Diddy was like basically raping her, and then another was P. Diddy and Eric Hall, right? And so, what did, what did I say, motherfuckers? But I will say that, like, now I can't watch, if anyone does, like, the YouTube, like, like throwback videos, like, can you watch the 90s and thousands, 2000s? Like, they're all rapists. Do you know what I mean? Like, my God, it's like one after another. You know what I mean? They're either rapists or beating people. Like, my God, you can't watch YouTube from the 90s and the 2000s because it's literally the rape catalog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it literally is a who's who a rape catalog. Um, but, so, but for my first pop culture topic, 
Let's talk about Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Um, uh, they, Taylor Swift just, you know, finished her, like, you know, or is going through doing this amazing fucking tour. Um, Beyonce is just finished her tour, um, and now they both have movies. They're doing well. The Beyonce movie is three hours long. I, I'm not going to see the Beyonce movie because I'm a fan, not a stan. So I know all you fans, stans love her. But I know that movie is literally just a bunch of, like, like, um, I'm sad, and I was a hard woman in this one, and then it's going to be slow music, and then Renaissance, and then like Nina Simone playing in the back <laughs> for three hours. I'm I'm cool. I I don't wear silver. Um, but I did want to say I don't care when you look at me like that, girl. Okay, you ain't no diva. <laughs> oh god, he's he don't have the voice for radio. That's why he's not on the mic. Um, so what I did want to say about. <laughs> about Taylor Swift and Beyonce is that, okay, so what does annoy me is that, a couple things. Why do we always feel the need to compare, right? Every time I've had a conversation about Beyonce and Taylor Swift, it's automatically like, um, well, who do you think is better? Or if you bring up Beyonce, then someone will say, yeah, and she's better, she's definitely better than Taylor. Or like, why do we feel the need to compare women? Um, and I feel like we should realize that like, that that's what they want us to do the proverbial they right because it just there's no reason right we don't do it with men and it's fucking annoying taylor swift and beyonce are two totally different fucking people and i will honestly say that i think a lot of the taylor swift hate is anti-white hate right because i just and I, you know what i mean which is my problem right and i feel like i just want to say this like you know to be pro-black you don't need to be anti-white do you know what i mean the idea and the idea that like like i've had conversations where we're talking about beyonce and then they'll be like well you know what i mean we're talking about taylor swift and and i'm just gonna say i'm not like a taylor Swift fan like i don't give a shit but i do i will say i do think that she's like the dolly parton of our age i think that like dolly parton she has she's written all of her songs right she's how many 10 albums right she has an entire ecosystem do you know what i mean and so um, I, I, I game recognize game and so I find it really interesting when people um, I talk about Taylor Swift because she's so polarizing um, especially when they bring her up in relation to other people like Beyonce and, cause I, and I feel like a lot of it is like for example people will say Taylor Swift songs are so simple bitch you write a song do you know what I mean like I don't know if any song is simple and let's just say the most simple some of the most simple songs are great like the um, the Beatles right like they are not Beethoven right but I mean, I mean people would say they're geniuses right and so and I also I feel I feel like the undercurrent that I get a lot of times with Taylor Swift is anti-white. And I feel like, girl, like, let that white girl be white. You know what I mean? Like, it's either you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Either you're white and you're just trying to do, or you're doing your thing, or you're Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Like, Taylor Swift is not, she doesn't, she's not anti-anybody. She's white. I mean, let, you know, that's fine. I'm not, and I'm also not saying that white people have a hard and, you know, have a harder, but I do think that, in terms of creating conversations and safe spaces for everybody, I don't, I'm not afraid of my white friend offending me. I'm afraid of my white friend offending other people. And what I have with my white friends are, is a safe space where we can like, they can fuck up and then I can call them on it. All right. And you know what I mean? Like the idea that like, I don't know. Um, I, so when we get to Taylor Swift and Beyonce, it just, I'm not gonna ramble about this, but I did bring it up because I do think that like a lot, it is important to talk about why we consistently compare 
and the reasons that I've heard like on the street when I talk to people about why they don't like it's always it just it screams you know what I mean like I, I'm pro Beyonce because she's the like palatable black woman and it screams I hate Taylor Swift because she's you know she's white and so then therefore we can't you know appreciate if any time white people do something you know what I mean like I don't I don't need to like hate white people. I need white for white people to understand and connect with me. And so I don't think that that, I just think that's a really good example of kind of like those things that I see right now. So that is it. We have reached the end of my podcast for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I did. Um, but I've done so many um, mood enhancers that I'm definitely in a different level at the beginning than when I started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I love you all. Um, and see you next time. Mm-hmm.